Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. So here we are for Loki episode two. Now, more questions. (laughs) (laughs) Immediately, the variant. Um, I mean, like we were saying before, and I was speaking with a couple of people about Loki, because a lot of people have seemed to watch it. A lot of people who aren't even Marvel people. I think there's a lot of intrigue in the character of Loki, like you get a lot of intrigue in the character of Joker uh, in the DC world. You get a lot of people who aren't either comic book fans or whatever kind of uh, move over to these particular type of characters because they're very intriguing to a lot of people. Um, But one thing I like the discussions of with people saying the set design and the look of Loki too, Mm. it kind of... it morphs in and out of this kind of you know it's like it's Disney meets Stanley Kubrick meeting <laughs> James Cameron meeting like yeah, there's yeah. loads of different I'm like talking old school James Cameron like back in like 80s and early 90s um yeah there's a lot of nice put together elements that really benefit the main story because obviously the story is the driving point in the Loki series but aesthetically the way everything looks is really nice to look at and I just think that's it's just showcased once again I just like the whole kind of the setup of where they are and where the guys work in the um I've forgotten the name TVA yeah EVA TVA. TVA. So the TVA setup, I very much like the TVA setup. It's sci-fi meets 1970 kind of 1960 look, uh, which is cool. Um, (laughs) And also I love the whole tiny little side note, the whole little spiel about why the jet ski is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I'm still deciding on that one, whether that's like the only invention of like form and function that is like perfect and what else would that you know qualify as a perfect invention but yeah i mean i'm I'm hoping we get to see him riding a jet ski at some point maybe on like a tidal wave at the end of the world so that it doesn't create any time branches but you know put owen wilson on his jet ski (laughs) (laughs) i feel maybe we maybe uh if his character's around for the whole entire series we will get that as an end of credits uh, <laughs> the end of episode six just owen wilson's character of morbius somewhere just be like woohoo yeah i, I finally <laughs> got that holiday i wanted you know <laughs> or maybe we'll see morbius and loki on a jet ski which would just be so weird but... <laughs> like a little summer holiday after all this is over like you know a little retreat for them relax a little bit you know take um, off those sands of time you know <laughs> exactly exactly so i mean uh Tell me your thoughts. Where where are you at with, uh, as we're now, episode two of Loki, so a third of the way through this six-part series? Uh, loving it. Just just loving it, really. I mean, I keep telling everyone to, to watch it because, again, it's like one of these Marvel things that 
whilst it is, you know, Marvel and Loki and everything, it's taken such a different direction that it really doesn't feel as Marvel as the previous series that we've gotten, you know, in the last, you know, year. Um, you know, Falcon Winter Soldier and WandaVision. I mean, those are true, you know, Marvel characters in the Marvel space doing Marvel things. And here we're like, you know, I mean, he, <laughs> I just, you know, uh, God, what series were we, t- oh, it was, of course, yeah, um, WandaVision that we had, you know, um, Randall Park and Kat Dennings characters and how we were wishing for this sort of X-Files Marvel kind of series. And I feel that with Loki, now we're getting that, you know, this, this sort of, especially how this episode starts with like kind of Loki on his desk being taught about, you know, TVA and everything like that. And he's just like, you know, already slacking it as an office worker and like, oh, you know, doing his research and, you know, um, you know, weighing his papers down with, you know, infinity stones and whatnot. So yeah, I mean, there's, it's, it's just, it's just really cool. And the, as I said, the direction that this has gone in is so different to the other stuff that I keep just telling people, yeah, you should watch it just because it's a great watch. It's so well-made. Um, I, at this point, I mean, we're only two episodes in, but I'm going to, you know, throw out a word, which is quite bold, but it's, I'm kind of saying it's like close to flawless in some ways as a program, you know, I mean, the script is really on point. He's yeah. used the flawless word, Mark. Oh, yeah. Flawless. Um because they just I mean, you know, like what aspect can you criticize about this? Like we, we we're still in the Marvel universe, but they've gone, you know, in a completely new storyline, like mega interesting way with the time laws and the timelines and the and then I mean the scripting of the characters and the way they're interacting and how the story is developing is so interesting. The whole setup, the aesthetics, as you said, like the seventies vibes, and and then of course all the you know <laughs> the traveling through time to different points, you know, different events in history that you know, which are really well done as well, and like, kind of hilarious. Like from you know the 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 uh, fair at the beginning in nineteen eighty five to oh, yeah. um, which is kind of, yeah, it's like oh, who are you guys? Like you're not supposed to be here. You're not you're not in costume. You know, yeah, and this woman's like some of us people need this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. There's All little the that we're going through in 1985. It's like you don't even know the half of it. Wait <laughs> yeah. till 2020. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 2016. Wait till Trump. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Gosh, we would all love to go back and live in 1985. <laughs> yeah, I just feel that, like you know, if that that fair was in 2016, everyone would be wearing like a MAGA hat, you know, and be like. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I, you know, from that, you know, flashbacks or like I should say, time travel scene to the past, to, like the Vesuvius one as well. You know, with Loki and um, Mobius kind of, I mean, I really love the theory as well that Loki presents of like this whole kind of, you know, his evil version hiding in destruction zones. And when I first watched this episode, at first I was like, okay, yeah, I kind of get it. But then I watched it again, I think uh, a couple of days ago, and then I really got it. And obviously with the kind of branches of time and things like that, it, it just made complete sense. And it was, you know, a really kind of fun element to add into it that, you know, and I'm wondering whether that will play throughout the rest of the season, um, essentially like kind of jumping between, you know, massive destruction zones from like comets hitting or, you know, uh, tidal waves, as I said, like, you know, where hopefully Mobius will find his jet ski. So, yeah, I mean, the Perseverance scene was just was just hilarious, to be honest. You know, at, at first, as you know, Loki was kind of telling everyone, like, I'm from the future and, and you will all die now. I was like, oh, my God, but he's going to cause branches of time because people are going to run away from him and. Oh no, they're actually all dead. <laughs> so it's fine, you know. But just yeah, loving these kind of 
just everything. I mean, and also, I mean, one of my favorite things I think about the whole thing is just the kind of relationship that, you know, um, I mean, you know, I mean, two main actors, Tom Hiddleston and Owen Wilson, you know, they're both very funny characters, but you've got Loki, who's the uptight one, and Owen Wilson, who's his, you know, traditional classic laid back self. And that is just working so well because, again, they, they've got this great writing that's gone into it. There's a great storyline and the way that they're playing off each other and just like keeping that energy throughout the episode and the jokes and the flow of it all. It's just, it's just working really well, you know? And they're actually characters who we've only had like two episodes. I mean, the episodes have been 50 minutes, 50 minutes a piece. So, you know, no, you know, uh, no kind of short versions or anything, but it's, yeah, I mean, already by episode two, you're, you're feeling that there's like a great connection and, you know, just, just like, uh, I just want this, this partnership to continue into the future, you know, and for, you know, Loki and Mobius to really be busting open the X-Files and, and just, you know, solving all the timelines across the universe. But, um, yeah, I mean, just, yes, there was so much to take away from this episode from yeah, the flashbacks to the, what I'm calling the timeline terrorism as well. So, mm -hmm. you know, um, Coin so, you know, yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, if you see it trending, you heard it here first. Um, so, you know, of course, the evil Loki that we get unveiled at the end as well. I mean, you know, it's just, yeah, it's just, yeah. I mean, as we said, we've, they've been having so much fun with these series that, like, they just continue with this and it's, it's great viewing. Don't you, don't you think maybe we did, like, Dar well, the series we were talking about that you mentioned there, the Darcy Lewis and the Agent uh, Wu series, we should have that, but they should be working for the TVA. Like across oh. across the timelines, oh. oh. that would be absolutely brilliant having them two like running missions across the TVA. That would just this is what we're talking about, guys. This is another series, Marvel. Write it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is another timeline that they should create. You know, it's another have it completely separately. <laughs> absolutely, yeah, another is completely another timeline that's great. But I completely agree with you. Do you know it's the combination and. Loki works really well. Tom Hiddleston's character bounces off a fair few people, his interactions with Chris Hemsworth and Thor and their kind of brotherly reactions. But I feel this, you are completely right, this combination of his character and Owen Wilson's character of Morbius, them, they complement each other very well, balanced very well. They both have a comic element, but then... Loki has the like kind of crazy mischievous god of yep. mischief uh, element, and yeah, yeah, and Morbius has this like he also has an objective and he has like the passion in his work to kind of figure this out. But I think we're going to unravel him a bit more as these episodes go on. But it's mm. very well cast putting these two together because I just don't. There's no one else quite. I feel who can play this like Owen Wilson is doing. He's very particular, not only um, in the way he delivers comic lines, but just his mannerisms and everything about it. It just really fits. You feel this just uh, this couldn't be done with any other person. Absolutely. Some roles are interchangeable, but I feel this character that's bouncing off Loki like this, it's very, very well cast. And like you've said, it's one of the most interesting parts that I'm finding of this series is their relationship and it's how it's all going. And we got so much further. I kind of think it's because 
maybe it's because one division was nine episodes and maybe it's because falcon even though falcon and winter soldier was slightly shorter as well but in the terms of episodes but i kind of i just feel oh it's going to be a while before they reveal this and reveal that but no we get we get the <laughs> it's hard to say evil loki because loki himself <laughs> is pretty evil but the eviler loki in this particular circumstance um, yeah. we get revealed quite early and i was i was like that's kind of brilliant because now we actually get to live with that for four episodes Definitely. which effectively is enough time to be close to two movies so that's going to be quite an enjoying ride now to have and oh, there's so many questions that come into this one i mean i love what you're saying i love the whole understanding the science behind time travel in many films is hard enough but i think they've done a really good way of explaining it here and you know what like yourself this episode made it click for me a bit more when they brought in the disaster element yeah. of how the variant was surviving in particular places and because what a disaster does to a timeline and all that um so that like helped me understand a bit more of the branching off and the various timelines and how it all works because sometimes they explain it and there's a lot of long words and you're just like focus focus <laughs> Trying to apply it exactly, yeah. Yeah, but I very much enjoyed the Pompeii <laughs> yeah. scene, and it's yeah. just like, just make bird sounds. It's like what? <laughs> you don't want to do anything. It's like just, it's like you're all gonna die. Nothing uh, worse. <laughs> I, 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 it's just a, hilarious as well how Loki goes into flawless Latin, and it's just <laughs> like you know, non novus nati. The yeah. you know, <laughs> I am Loki from the future. We are the TVA. Are we of the future? Like I don't know. <laughs> Just, yeah, we look like we look like we're from the future. Yeah, you look like you're from the future. <laughs> it was, but as I said, it was actually worrying me when that he was causing branches in the timeline by telling all these people what was about to happen to them. I was like, but they're going to run away from, you know, Mount Vesuvius and and you know continue on the other time. And then it's like, oh okay, you know. So I was already like, you know, like Mobius, like watching out for the timelines, you know. And then yeah, of course, yeah. you know, there was no variation. So you know, thank uh, God, nobody running away from this. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, of course, we get the pretty much the whole second half of the episode all set in a convenience store in 2050 in the middle of, like, a disaster event, so yeah. to speak. Uh, I have to say that the moment of... I love these little hints of Loki. You get him when he reads the report card of what happened to Asgard. And there's like that emotion there. And then he kind of shuts all that emotion down because by the time he goes to tell Morbius about his theory and he's like, oh yeah, about Asgard. Yeah, I heard that. Sorry about that. He's like, that's okay. Anyway, it's well, <laughs> <laughs> just going to blast by it um, and then ruins his salad with salt, pepper and uh, juice box. Um, <laughs> uh, but it's very well... I, I very much like the whole ending, the second half of this, the set in the middle of the disaster, like it zombie-esque almost, like you're in some sort of apocalypse film, suddenly you've transferred over to a bit of like a Dawn of the Dead or a zombie land. It felt very zombie land for a second, actually, because there's a couple of scenes in zombie land when they're in a superstore taking out. And so I was, I was ready. I was ready yeah. for a zombie at any point. Yeah. Um, but I love, I love seeing that. Did you enjoy that last um, kind of, you know, finale, yeah. so to speak, the finale setting. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was, you know, it was quite funny as well how, <laughs> you know, 
uh, that town was essentially one massive superstore. And I, I think that was kind of the point they were making. It's like, oh, it's 2050 and this town is a rocks cart town. And, you know, that's why they keep going back there because there's plenty of food and supplies in this Costco of the future, you know. Um, which, yeah, I, I thought that was, yeah, just really smart and funny. And um, again, you know, it was a, it's, it's, it's such a cool scene because obviously, you know, having you know the female loki now as the enemy and having this established character first of all love it that it's a female loki and and she is so much more like she's so much smarter than all the other male lokis who have they've like you know all the other variants that they've been taking out but then there's the female loki and ah, well you know she's got a few different thoughts you know and a few ways different ways of thinking so like you know she's uh just far more evil when she puts her mind to it really um and yeah, I mean that, but that whole scene kind of building up to like, you know, finding her and seeing her, it's is just, it was great as well, you know, with the TVA agents and, you know, like Loki walking in out of the rain and then drying himself off and being like, oh uh, yeah, I'm not going to walk around, you know, smashing my feet and you know, giving us away. Um, so that's the kind of, you know, I mean, one of the elements that we love about this is, you know, the, the way that they're able to take dramatic scenes like that and just pepper it with like great humor, you know, great lines. Um, which are true to the characters in ways that you just you relish because it's it's you know you're picking up Loki after you know years of you know kind of having not seen him on screen and you're already kind of back in like oh, okay yeah that's that's Loki you know that's our Loki and uh, yeah you know it, but even before like that scene as well um, whilst it's a very epic ending um, you know the, this episode in terms of how the TVA works and just getting more of the kind of operations of it such as you know uh, judge renslayer that um mobius kind of meets with and like their relationship i find quite interesting as well and how she has all these kind of objects from various timelines like stored in her office which is very against protocol of the tva i believe because you know that's i mean one of those things could create its own timeline essentially you know yeah so um i thought that was an interesting thing and also you know how there are different there's like different kind of, you know, different agents kind of competing for her, her favor in a way, you know, um, by bringing her these items. So even with something like the TVA, which seems to be, you know, the Time Lords know everything and see everything, there are some things that still slip under the radar, you know, somewhat. Um, but again, even in that conversation that they have, and, you know, we find out that Mobius has never met the Time Lords. So clearly they're also quite exclusive characters. And, you know, in the first episode, he'd promised to Loki that, he would arrange a meeting with them for him. And clearly that's, you know, bull because he's never met them. You know, he doesn't even know what they're up to. And asking, yeah. you know, her about that was, uh, again, a, quite a funny little um, kind of prodding at the, the, the kind of fabric of the, the world of the TVA, uh, you know, as well as when Loki's in the library asking about the beginning of the creation and the end of it. And there, you know, you start throwing out these kind of questions of the whole, like, world and TVA and whether it is so perfectly run and you know i suppose altruistic for the sake of maintaining a, a sacred timeline um because yeah we you know we have no idea about these time lords and I'm, I'm really looking forward to meeting them you know and how and seeing how they're portrayed and whether they're going to be you know thanos-esque like mighty characters or whether they'll be these sort of desk clerks like writing out a future and being like uh is this a good ending like no 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 we have to scrap this okay but if we're gonna scrap this then we have to change that and oh god yeah you know just the idea of them writing out like the future of time and the end of time for me like it just sounds so wild you know because it's it's 
I, I love kind of delving into this sort of time travel stuff. That it's like, okay, it's happening in the present, and they've written the past. You can't go to see the very beginning because we're not sure. But then they're writing out the future, and that's why they're so busy in the present, you know. And so they already know what's happening in the future, essentially. But then if they know that, why aren't they helping the TVA to take out this Loki? Unless this, you know, part of their writing is that they don't know what this female Loki is doing. Or everything that she's doing is part of their plan to destroy the sacred timeline, perhaps. And, you know, maybe it is the Time Lord's, you know, idea ultimately to timeline terrorism their own timeline and start everything again or, you know, just throw the universe into madness. Maybe they're as evil as Thanos and this is, you know, their way of getting back at everyone because they hate people. <laughs> I don't know, you know, I mean, it's a lot of questions and, but yeah, I mean, I, I'm just loving how it's all being portrayed and the, the kind of, as I said, the, the, the way the writing is that you get enough details that you can start, you know, really like pondering on it, on, on these various ideas but then you know you get given enough kind of action and and you know great character development that you you know it's just a really entertaining watch you like throughout that particular thing as well that you touched on is why i feel we're going to get more to morbius's character unraveling when he was asking that the fact that he has never even seen them before and what have they been up to and so we don't really know too much about that and it's also in regards to, I feel they can, these Time Lords can fit very well, both into the Eternals film and both into Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, because multiple timelines, multiverse. So is the Loki, Loki, is that another branch which fits into the Doctor Strange movie? I feel the Doctor Strange movie is already sounding like an endgame movie and the amount of stuff it needs to cover in it. So, <laughs> But and how many characters are going to play into it? Yeah, so I'm 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 very much thinking that. So there's very much a lot of questions about those whole time lords. So it's really interesting to see. Thankfully, the new episode of Loki is tomorrow, guys. So we're hopefully we're going to get some more answers then. But it's extremely intriguing. It's safe to say, as Arzif said, flawless. We are both very much enjoying this. But it's even more enjoyable knowing that there's four episodes left, which is like four mini movies. So hopefully tomorrow we will have some more answers that we can discuss with you next week. Hi guys, thanks for listening to another episode of Jedi Order Podcast. Don't forget to like, comment and subscribe and may the force be with you.